0: Content is often assumed to be complacent and passive and non ambitious, and all these things that would be the opposite of what I would like to be. But that's not what content is. Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore God's principles for living a high performance and God honoring life. My name is Kenneth Ott. And today I'm in Philippians 4. We're going to talk about the verse that is, a few verses, and it contains the verse that's on bumper stickers and um, T-shirts and walls everywhere, right? It's Philippians 4.13, which is I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But that's not the focus. I want to look at um, a few verses before and a few verses after. And I think there's some really good stuff here for, um, for you and I who, who again, we're, this is for people who have ambition, people who want to live the high-performance life. This is for people who are not necessarily theologians. I'm not one. I'm not a pastor. I'm a business person. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm someone who loves Jesus and loves to win. And I want to do both, right? And I think that, uh, that this verse something in this 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 uh these few verses have have some really really good stuff for us. So um like some practical things, even some practical sales tips in here. Um so so I'll get in here. It says um I'll start in verse 11. So Philippians 4:11. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. This is Paul speaking. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then he goes on. And then in verse 18, he ends, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, and there's some other things. But I'm focusing on a couple of concepts here. So, number one, the context here is Paul is in prison. I Believe he's in prison in Rome, and he's writing this letter to the Philippians. And um, so, he's in prison. He's been beaten. He's got, you know, it's a hard. It's a very, very difficult time. Again, Paul is really interesting because he is a, he's ambitious. He is a bulldog. He is a high performance individual, right? He had that ambition that was at the beginning of his life, misdirected, and then God redirected it. And I know how many of us like like at the beginning of our lives, maybe hopefully not as much as Paul and what he was doing, killing Christians and that kind of thing. But at the beginning of our lives, we have a lot of ambition and it's misdirected, right? And then if we're seeking and waiting and and really, and we have the right mentors and like, you know, and there's things working in our lives, then that gets redirected. Um, Maybe even despite us, right? Like I know with me, that, that was the case. And I know with a lot of people, a lot of founders and entrepreneurs in that space, like that's the case, right? So he's an ambitious person. And I think that's why it's really interesting to study these people, right? So he's in prison right here. And he's writing these things, right? And he's saying, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I want to stop there. I want to break down a couple of things. So the first takeaway for me here is, number one, I have learned that whatever state I'm in to be content. Learned. So he didn't just have it. He had to work on it. He probably had to be intentional with figuring it out, but he learned it. It wasn't something that was like God just dropped into his lap like God just gave him. He learned how to be content in whatever state he is in. So learning. Now that word content, man, that, that was, that, that's been a convicting word for me because I, I, I don't want to be someone who is content. At least I didn't think so for a long time because I think the connotations around contentness I think they're actually inaccurate, I'm going to break it down, but like they're inaccurate to the definition of content. But the connotations, the cultural implica- implications around content, content is, also, is often assumed to be complacent and passive and non-ambitious. And all these things that would be um, the opposite of what I would like to be. right? I want to be ambitious. I don't want to be complacent. I want to be running. Hard at things. I want to be smart, but I want to be running hard at things. I want to be strong. I want to be willing to do difficult things. You know, I want to have a lot of energy. I want to multiply. And um we'll get into some of those areas and other devos of like of our duty, but it is our duty to multiply, right? Like that God, God went and said, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say just multiply certain things. He said multiply everything, right? Like all your stuff you need to multiply every talent he's given you you need to multiply so i believe that that's been core to my life and so oftentimes when i've read about being content or or people talk about it it, it feels like like something a weak person would be you know a maybe a lesser individual who might be giving up you know on their dream would be content that's inaccurate and i learned that What's really interesting is you see in other verses, uh, content lacking nothing. That's, that's, that's in, in a couple verses uh, elsewhere. The definition of content is actually to be in a state of peaceful happiness. Okay? And so contentness is not complacency. Maybe, this may just be my story, maybe it's not yours, but in my story, like contentness meant complacency, meant giving up. It was like the connotation around that. Maybe it was how I grew up or the cultural connotation. But I feel like that's the case in our culture. To be content is to kind of give up. But that's not what content is. And so the definition of content is, is a, in a, to be in a state of peaceful happiness. And to be content lacking nothing is a very different idea than complacency it's this idea that i have peace and i have happiness currently doesn't mean i'm giving up doesn't mean i'm happy with where i am so that i don't want to progress and improve and move forward it doesn't mean i'm giving up my potential It means i have i am peace i have peace and happiness in the current state that i'm in and that is a superpower. We've all met people who are joyful at the soul. I've met mentors. I have mentors. I've met really successful people that are joyful in their soul. This past weekend, I watched the, uh, this big hoopla in, uh, in soccer about Messi coming to Miami. I live in Franklin, Nashville, or Nashville, Tennessee outside of Nashville, Tennessee, this little town called Franklin. And so we're big Nashville soccer fans, Nashville SC fans. Nashville and Miami met in this tournament in the final. And Miami just got messy and they've been like basically sweeping everyone leading up to this game. And he's, you know, and uh, the game doesn't matter. But what I thought was really interesting is that he is considered to be the best soccer fa- player in the world on the face of the planet right now he got some insane i don't even no one even knows what the deal he got to go to miami was but it was it was some insane amount of money it's it's a lot of merchandise sales it's a stake in it's just, it's like an option to to or, or stake in the actual club you know i think all, all this other stuff and so he's, he's a high performance individual what I thought was really interesting about him. And he's been in like, I mean, if you, if you know soccer, you go into like these countries, it's like, it, you know, in some of these games, like it's dangerous to be on the field. Like there is like, like deep hatred that's going on between the two teams. It's really kind of odd and interesting to me. Like in the global soccer scene, that's not the case necessarily here, but the global soccer scene. So you have this guy who's like dashed the dreams of so many fans and people, you know, in some of these places, there are probably people that really, really dislike him. I'm sure he's been treated really, really great. I'm sure he's been treated really, really poorly. And obviously he's very, very successful. But I thought what was really interesting is I saw the press interview with him. I've never seen him speak before. And like, he's just joyful. He, he has no, you can tell there are some players in various sports where, where there's a negative energy driving them forward. They're angry. And uh, that's actually pretty common. And with, with some players, though, there's a positive energy driving them forward. Like they genuinely enjoy the game. They genuinely like the players. They enjoy the people. They enjoy the competition, the challenges, like all the things, but it's a pure joy. It's a positive energy. This guy had that. I just thought that was really interesting, you know, because he, he's in a lot of conflict in, in all these different places. And he probably has enough of that to make him sour in certain, in certain places and to make him have negative energy, but he has this positive energy. And I think that this idea of peaceful happiness, being contentness is actually a superpower. If you can have peace and happiness, then you're able to execute excellently, right? You're, you're moving forward with hope. You're leading people well. Well, you're able to sell really well. I'll get into, there's a sales tactic that's in here, which I think is, is really powerful. The idea of being content is powerful. I think that's the point here. And it has to be learned. But I just think it's so interesting. Like for entrepreneurs, like you don't want to be content. Like that is usually, the, that's usually the case. The truth is you do want to be content. You want to be lacking nothing. Because if you're lacking nothing, then you're super dangerous like if you're lacking nothing then whatever you're doing like you're you're not worried that is a superpower we all see that this is, it's a real superpower it's something that i'm striving for that i don't actually don't think i've achieved yet um or i think i'm far from achieving it but but i but but it's so powerful and so verse number 12 i know how to be abased which is um abased means to be to be lowered to the bottom in rank like basically humiliated, and I know how to abound. And abound actually means, I looked it up, abound means to exist and or to have in large numbers and large amounts, okay? So Paul was successful, okay? I don't know what he had, right? But he was super smart. He's probably really, really successful. He was definitely successful in what he was trying to do here, but he probably was successful in a lot of other places too. He's had a lot. He's been very successful. Everywhere and in all things I've learned to be full and I've learned to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer in need. So the point here is like that contrast of knowing what it's like to have nothing and knowing what it's like to have a lot is really powerful. And the idea here is to be centered so that you don't, it doesn't matter. Those two things don't necessarily matter. You're balanced. You're content no matter what, because when you're content no matter what, whether you're, whether you're in a downtrend, or your business is in a downtrend, or you're in you're, you're 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 in a downtrend, or you're discouraged. Whether you're in a downtrend or whether you're killing it, to be content, no matter what, is a crazy superpower, and it makes you enjoy your life. You literally enjoy your situation. You enjoy your life. Um, and then he says, after that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I think a lot of times that verse is out of context. That is the net result of all the things he's saying, right? And there's actually things above that I, I want to get into another day that are really powerful, like not in these verses, but earlier in the chapter. There are some prerequisites to being able to do thing, all things through Christ who strengthens you. Like you have to do some of the other things he's saying here. This is the net result. This is the so what. So that gets taken out of context. Like you can't just, I don't believe that just comes unless you take the discipline to be content, learn how to be content, um, learn how to abound and learn, learn how to be a base. There are these other things above, even earlier in the chapter that are really important for that. But making your ability to do things in Christ, like that's where you get your power. I believe that's how you actually get to that contentness. Like, again, we've talked about this this idea of belief and faith and confidence in other in other devos. But if you know your strength is in the God of the universe that can do anything, has everything, and that you literally have that power at your disposal, if you're following the principles that are laid out. I want I to say like living life, but that's like too, I think that sounds too legalistic. Like there are success principles. If you're in line with those success principles and you've got this ultimate power at your disposal, I think then that's how you get your contentness because you're at peace. You know, whether you're in a downtrend or you're killing it, you're centered because You know that your power, your ability comes from this God of the universe that has ultimate power. It's not necessarily you. Like your reference point is the God of the universe. Your foundation is the God of the universe, okay? And I say it that way because I think the distinction is important because you are doing it. He's not doing it for you. It says, I can do all things, the rue Christ who strengthens me. So it's your reference point, it's your foundation, but you're still doing it. And that means you're not just a weak, like some, some Christians, I think, believe that they're nothing and they're very, very weak. And I don't believe that that's, that's uh, what the truth is. I don't think that that's what God's saying here. It's, I think you are powerful, you have a lot of talents. Let's be aware of that, and let's also be aware of where we get that strength and talent from. But really, for the sake of how we get our contentness, where we get our balance from, right? That is, that's that's the centering point. Like that, that connection, and understanding that whether you're in a low, low, low period of time, life, or or a really powerful one, or a really great one, your ability is centered on this God of the universe that has unlimited power. And that's why you can be at peace. Because you know you have that at your disposal. That's why you can be happy. Because you know you have that at your disposal. And verse 18, he kind of ends with a few things. And he says, indeed, I have all and abound. I am full. Okay, so he says, I have all and I abound, which means to have in large numbers, and in large amounts. So he's actually in prison right now. So he doesn't physically have all, but I think what he's saying here is, is a powerful idea. Okay, and and I had a mentor, actually, it's, he's, he's considered one of the greatest salesmen of the time right now. He's like one of the best, okay? Happens to be a believer. And he has this really interesting strategy and it's based on exactly this idea of contentness. He says all the time, he says, I am lacking nothing. He says, nothing is missing. And when you can have nothing missing, let's put ourselves in a sales situation, right? We've all been in those, right? Like when you don't need the sale, you are more powerful and you're more likely to close the sale. If you're desperate, you're not going to close a sale, right? Um, boy meets girl. Boy is desperate to, to make girl like him, right? Wants to be her boyfriend. Like, so trying, 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 like to impress, to impress, to impress. Girl doesn't like boy for that reason, right? And that doesn't work out. Boy gets another girlfriend, right? And uh, now all of a sudden, the other girl is kind of interested in him again, right? That, that kind of like situation, that was a really bad rendition, but that kind of situation happens all the time, right? We've all kind of experienced that. When you lack nothing, when you are not desperate, when you need nothing, you exude different vibes, right? There's different levels of confidence that come out. You may not say it, but it comes out. So, when you're desperate, the other person knows you're desperate. They can tell. Even if you're not saying the words. So, wouldn't it be really powerful in business and in life to get to a place where you're free of those things, right? Often say, like in business, my goal is to have financial freedom personally and in each business. So, that might be a year of salary, which sounds like a lot, right? Or whatever. The reason for that is when I'm financially free, um, we can operate with great autonomy and great power. We can make the right decisions for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons, right? We don't have to be desperate about closing a client that may not be right for us just because we need to pay the bills, right? We can invest in things that may not give an immediate return right now, but we know is gonna give massive return in the future all because we are financially freed. We we are lacking nothing. We need nothing from that situation. When you need nothing from that situation, you are powerful, right? You are more effective in sales. You are more effective in life. You are more effective in business. Even if you were like, I didn't care. If you're like, I don't care about my soul or anything like that, all I care about is being more successful. Well, if you care about being more successful, one of your goals should be to be content, lacking nothing. Because if you're content, lacking nothing, you're dangerously powerful. And I think that's what a lot of this is saying. By the way, I'll kind of just end on this. I've heard Tony Robbins say before that the secret to happiness is learning to love the situation that you're in. And I think if you break that down, that's really powerful, right? It's a little, it's a little backwards. It's like, but it's the truth, right? Like if you want to be happy, situations we can't control, circumstances we can't control. We can only control what we feel about them, what we think about them. We talked about, I think I've talked about that a couple times. Maybe I'll talk about it again a little bit deeper. But you can can only control what you think about the situation and that controls what you feel about it. So if you want to be happy, you have to learn to love the situation that you're in. It takes effort, learn, but the result is you enjoy your situation. How many people have, have you met? Because I know I met a lot that have what you would consider awesome situations like, and they're not happy. How many people have you met or heard about where they have really poor situations and they're very happy? So who's, sounds cliche, but like who is in the better position? Well, being happy, having joy is a better life experience than not being happy, right? Period. So it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire and you're not happy. You're, that's a worse life experience than being poor and very happy. Not, that being said, I'm not suggesting you should be poor. I don't think anyone should be. I am not suggesting you should not leverage your talents to the maximum ability because I think that it is your duty to do that. But what I am saying is the goal should be being happy, having joy, being content, no matter what. Because if that's the case, then number one, you're happy. You're enjoying your life. Number two, you're implicitly going to be successful because you're crazy powerful and crazy dangerous when it comes to being successful at whatever you do because you're not looking for something from anyone else. I call it the lean out. In sales I call it the lean out, right? So like when we're trying to sell someone if we try to sell them that does the opposite of what we want. But if you lean out, right? And you make it make it obvious that hey, I would love to help you change your life because that's what we do, like change your business, change your life, whatever it is. I would really love to help you here. I know I can. I know I can kill it and we're expensive because um, we re- are really, really good and we get really, really good results. And so I want you to say, yes, I really want you to, but if you don't, that's okay. That that's that I'm lacking nothing. I'm going to, there's going to be another person. There's another person right behind you most likely. And there's an, and there's another situation. So you saying no is not going to change my life in either direction. And when that's the case, you're really powerful, right? Because if they think you need them more than they need you, they won't want to work with you, right? In sales, I say, like, again, like, if you're the best, then you're probably not going to be the cheapest. If you're the cheapest and you're desperate, you're certainly not the best and that's what the other person's saying right like when you're selling someone they're going to be thing like why if if i need the best the best is not going to be desperate the best probably doesn't need me i need the best and so being content lacking nothing it's crazy powerful it's crazy powerful in life it's crazy powerful in business and it makes you enjoy your life uh, but it's hard to come by and and i don't Necessarily have that um, worked out, but it's something that I've been pursuing a lot, especially in the last 12 months. And um, I've seen how powerful it is when you're in the zone of being content. And that doesn't slow down your ambition. It shouldn't slow down your ambition. If it does, it's wrong. It's not contentness. Like Satan is the God of lack, Satan is the God of low ambition, right? What better way to not get people to do what God wants them to do than to lull them into low ambition or this idea that being content is being passive and complacent? Because it's not. It's not lacking, but it's something you have to work at. It's something you have to be intentional about. My goal here is to motivate us to be intentional about it because it's actually powerful. I hope this was helpful to you today. I hope it was inspiring to you today. Hopefully it, it um, helps you live a God honoring and high performance life, or in, in just a little bit more. Hopefully, it helps you uh, achieve the results that you're trying to achieve faster as well. So, until next time, thanks and never stop growing.